Welcome to season two of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations from some of the leading voices in the home improvement industry. When I started my journey in home improvement 20 plus years ago, it was antiquated, archaic, just lacking of innovation. Fast forward to today, and there are companies all across this industry leveraging game-changing technology, first-class coaching and training, and pushing the envelope of what's possible. I'm excited to be immersed in this revolution and bring you the conversations you want to hear from those making the biggest differences. On today's show, I'm joined by Ryan Groth, founder of Sales Transformation Group. As someone who grew up in the industry, Ryan saw firsthand the impact of not having a predictable, consistent sales system in place. After his time playing professional baseball, Ryan found his passion in helping others and advancing the profession. Listen as he shares some of his insights and advice for business owners and sales professionals alike. We'll dive into topics such as creating vision, hiring, and how processes and technology contribute to your success. Well, I'm excited to get this show started, so let's go. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Tom, glad to be here, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, hey, I, I want to uh, uh, you know, obviously learn more about what you're doing and the value you're bringing to uh, contractors. Um, but first, I wanted to take a step back and understand, you know, how'd you get started? How'd you get in the industry? What's kind of the, the story that led you here? Yeah, parents were in the contracting business and I uh, saw them uh, building a remodeling company and a sign, commercial sign company. And I, uh, yeah, I was a teenager, teenage kid, parents of the owners and would, in the summertime would, would get after it and I was sweating and had my tool belt and I enjoyed it, but I, uh, I also just loved uh, sports and wanted to take it as far as I could. And I was like, I want to play baseball in the major leagues. And so I, uh, <clears throat> like many kids, just gave it, gave it my best shot. And uh, I wasn't really a highly touted prospect out of high school. I was, you know, kind of a late bloomer, 17 year old senior kind of, you know, just did everything I could. And whenever uh, my parents invited me into the business, I was like, let me take let me take my best shot at baseball first before I do that. And so I did. And I, uh, you know, just kind of climbed the ladder of, of baseball through collegiate ranks and got drafted a couple of times and played professionally. And um, unfortunately, like my parents' business didn't make it through the recession. They weren't set up. They didn't have the knowledge, the, 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 the discipline, the things that looking back, um, I was like, man, I wish they had that. That would have changed the trajectory of a lot of things for me and my in my future. So I was deeply motivated to see, a, like, uh, to learn and understand business and be successful. So, but when baseball was over, I didn't really have a plan B. So I was looking around and just kind of started to meet people. And I ended up meeting a couple of contractors. I worked for one. He was like, let's do sales. So I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm going to be in sales. I'm looking at the CRMs. I'm trying to figure out a system. And I'm, I'm like, I got my tie and like a, a long sleeve shirt ready to go meet people. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, I need you on the job site. Uh, yeah, I need you to start learning how to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not, this is not uh, what I'm going to be able to provide for my family with and do and, and, and really do, do well financially. This isn't going to work. I'm not saying that, you know, being in the field is bad, but I just felt like I was already exposed to and had a vision for that kind of success, especially when you're chasing a dream, like being a you know major league baseball player and your parents own a business. So I just started to uh, kind of just not settle. And I wanted to, I looked around a little bit more 
And I met a commercial roofing contractor in South Florida who interviewed me to actually launch a software product that he built for his business. And so what was really neat about it was, A, I got to be around a professional in the industry of contracting who also played high-level sports. He played uh, collegiate football. And, and I just felt like, man, this is somebody who I could learn from. And so I got into his business and I didn't work for his roofing business directly, uh, I, I, but I was in the guts of it. And I worked with him probably 30% of his day or his week, you know, was devoted to me um, and learning, teaching me his business and then me implementing and selling a software product that he built for himself. That's mainly based around sales management and sales uh, sales. So I started to just fall in love with the training he had received and the way to better a sales force and to really kind of focus on bigger business. And I was like, this is fun. I'm having a blast. Get to talk about sports and use, use metaphors in sports and business. I get to talk about, I get to be a high performer, control my own destiny, go make things happen, go put points on the board and manage and have analytics like sports does. Like this is, am I like, is this, is there anybody built better for this than me? Like, this is awesome. And, and so as a person deeply motivated to, uh, to transform the trajectory of my family, and I was already having babies at that point, we got four now, um, I found the opportunity in the industry to start truly making an impact as a coach, as a sales leader, and, um, and somebody who can impart the right energy systems and processes to help them build a great organization that I witnessed with my mentor there at that time. And um, since then, I you know started STG in February of 2018, and haven't looked back. Yeah, I love it. That's a uh, man. It's a it's a it's a great story, and I think it's one that um, uh, not specifically going to play baseball and, and kind of you know what led you here, but but people go through all these different experiences that then they they then find themselves uh, in this industry and sort of carve out the niche that they're best suited for. I'd love to know what parallels. Uh, you mentioned a couple, I think, but what parallels do you draw between baseball and sales? Yeah, I mean, uh, baseball, it's it's like we we actually like use baseball, the baseball diamond in our in our language with our sales process. Like it's from home to first, you have a, an identified need and you have a suspect and an appointment uh, from home to from first to second. You know, we have some other milestones. We actually if you're on second base, they're a prospect because we've uncovered their compelling reasons to buy, why they need it. Uh, and then from second to third, we go into a qualifying stage where we make sure that they can buy with the right people that are committed to it. They're willing to spend more. They have the, the decision makers that make, you know, are involved or used, identified. And then from third to home is when you present and close. And so we talk about baseball a lot where most people try to go from first base all the way to third and skip the steps and they just try to score. So I love that analogy. Um, also, you know, in baseball, it's an individual sport, but you work as a team. So you can make great money and be an individual contributor and, and sign a big contract or make huge commissions or be a high performer. But organizations win as a team. And that takes leadership. That takes analytics and systems and processes, the ability to predict, uh, the ability to, to recruit talent. I mean, I just love thinking about sports and business and how like your sales force is like a team of offensive talent, right? And so are we putting, bringing on the right offensive players? Do they fit your culture? Um, are they disciplined? Do they have that grit? And do they have that talent? Um, can you give them that contract, that, 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 that compensation plan that helps them see their value and their upside where they can perform their way into being successful? 
to me, it's just the exact same. Like it is, it's just, instead of a bat, you have opportunities and you have prospects. And so uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, paralleling that I, I look at the very best in the world and, and I just think about how much commitment they have, you know, to their success and to their team. And then you got the locker room camaraderie, you got the competition, you had the fun, you had the veteran leadership in the clubhouse, all of that stuff, it, it correlates. And so it's an easy way to anchor the learning when you're trying to get uh, somebody to become a high performer and an organization to become high performing. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, I've talked to some other people that have said like they actually love hiring former athletes as sales reps. And that's like one of the things that they look at specifically is like, hey, was this when they're doing the recruiting? They're like, was this person a collegiate athlete? Uh, because there's some intangibles, I think, there that cross over really well into into sales. Do you see that same kind of same kind of thing carry through? 100 percent. Yeah. Um, so tell us more about what STG does. I mean, I know you said you started it in February of 2018. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've been fortunate enough to kind of see your growth and see the company's growth and you guys are doing really great things and, and making a really positive impact. Uh, but tell us more about, you know, what, what it is that you do. Yeah. So we're a sales growth and transformation platform. So we focus heavily on online learning and group coaching. Uh, we're not the traditional consultancy that works one-on-one -on -one and charges a ton of money. We actually have that part of our business and people who want that special VIP uh, experience, we do that. You know, we have that type of membership, but we're a platform. In fact, we have uh, more than just me in the courses. So we're, uh, we're actually, you know, bringing on what we call subject matter experts who are the creme de la creme experts, whether they're technical experts in the niches that we're focusing on, whether it be roofing or, uh, you know, a retail residential contracting, something like that. We have different subject matter experts who are truly like the voice in the program that would get people the results through their knowledge and um, how quality our coursework is. And so people now, because of how much energy we place in the coursework and the, and the in technology, people can get results with a lot less, you know, a lot faster and less money than they would have in the past to get consulting and knowledge. If I think about this, I'm like, what is the what are the best ways to transform an industry? Uh, knowledge transfer, energy transfer, systems and processes transfer, beliefs. Like if you can get people permission to level up in all these areas through a transfer, that will transform an industry more than anything. And so that's what I'm on a mission to do is like say, hey, how can I get people from X or from A to Z or A to B and B to C faster than I would have alone. And so how do I do that my, in my best way? And so that's kind of the way we're doing it instead of it being like one-on-one -on -one, and I used to fly to people's offices and go coach them and have dinner with them and do like a 14 hour day and then get back up. And like now we've built a system that they can process for themselves on their time at their speed as many times as they want and grow with us. And then we'll see you a couple of times a year at our events and on our live calls and our Facebook group and things like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's certainly, certainly been a fun journey. And, uh, but really I'm Ryan Groth, one guy, I'm not just, I'm not a guru that wants to try to be everyone's hero. I just want to be somebody who builds a platform so that the industry or industries we're targeting can re experience results in a very impactful way. And so we've really become a, a platform at this point. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, it, it also allows, um, more companies to benefit from, you know, what you've, 
experience and what your team has experienced and is able to share. Uh, I, but I imagine by doing it this way, instead of like you had mentioned 14 hours with one, with one customer, one client, uh, totally. this is much more scalable. <laughs> um, I'd love to know, like, what are, what are some of the cornerstones that, um, you know, sales transformation group, uh, builds upon or coaches? I mean, what, what are some of those cornerstones for you? Yeah, some of those are going to be building a predictable sales model. Um, I love that some of the industries that we're serving have the ability to go chase a hurricane and make a ton of money. But what that doesn't do is that doesn't provide sustainability in a local market where you can have employees and promote people into leadership. And instead, you, you know, you can't really do that. You have a bunch of, uh, you know, rogues doing four different companies and they hire you, you know, you, you hope that they do well for you. And there's really no ability to kind of have more accountability and, 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 and systems and processes and for lack of a better word, control, you know, I hate to be a controlling person, but a, a good leader needs to be able to manage and have some kind of ability to control their future. Um, and, you know, you need to have a local presence. So we like working um, in my one, my one product sales accelerator is around that predictability of revenue. So what do we talk about? We talk about CRM and pipeline and goals and visibility of your pipeline, your closing ratios, knowing your numbers. We talk about uh, building a sales plan, you know, that you reverse engineer your goals and and uh, truly uh, put milestones in, in place as a team and individually to help them achieve the outcomes you want, where they can break it down and manage sales activity and behaviors. We we want to see sales leaders rise up and be inspirational, like have an awesome experience with your team, create a vision that you can articulate clearly that people want to get behind, uh, so that you're creating more of a, a culture. So we like to see that. Um, and then we like to see people get the right compensation plans in place so that they can support those outcomes because compensation drives behavior. And the, you know, the 10, 50, 50 split doesn't work for every business model. Like what's the, what's the vision here? Where are you trying to accomplish and what, what can we do creatively to incentivize the behavior we're looking to see, which is not just sales, but maybe it's service repairs. Uh, maybe it's, um, you know, more referrals and reviews, you know, so what can we do culturally to, to create a fun environment that gets people connected uh, extrinsically and intrinsically to that. Gosh, I mean, there's a whole ton more time. We, we use uh, <laughs> sales evaluations and we measure their salespeople and put them in a percentile nationally, show them exactly what their weaknesses are, their beliefs that are bad beliefs that are not supporting their ability to sell at a high level. Um, and so they're, in fact, they're sabotaging beliefs. So we identify those. We teach them how to have discussions around those and fix those and believe the right way so that when their mindset's upgraded, uh, they can truly, you know, remove all the barriers for them to be a successful salesperson. Because, you know, I both know it's all in your mind. So we get the mindset solved for and then we install um, the baseline selling sales process in our product. We have other courses and other experts that we're bringing in with different sales processes. But uh, the one that I teach every day is baseline selling. So it's it's a milestone-centric sales approach. It's not a robotic script, but it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an approach where an athlete, once an athlete knows the fundamentals, is really, really good. Once they, once they learn it, and then we love sales coaching, which is like that soft skill. That's that. Hey, let's press pause. Let's talk about that. Like, like let's correct that right now. So we do some of that. We coach sales leaders and encourage them and help them uh, close the holes in the way that they're rolling out their sales organization. Um, we help them with sales recruiting funnels as well and helping kind of move into a modern day way of recruiting. Uh, the old way is, is slow. It's, it's, um, it's archaic. 
So what we've done is we help them build like a modern day sales recruiting approach or any, any co company approach, any role, but we definitely love uh, focusing on sales at first. And then, um, yeah, from there, uh, we just get into some deeper personal work as well. We think that, you know, if your personal life is, is well and your mindset's solid and healthy and you connect that to business, it all works together. So we care uh, on the personal level um, and it translates into business and we focus on business and it helps the personal and all that. So it's a lot of fun. Um, that's, that's kind of the core offer that we talk about now and um, always finding ways to implement technology and ways to accelerate somebody to get results. That's awesome. I feel like I was like listening to sort of an evolution of a, of a company, right? You kind of started with some basics and got into really advanced stuff where it's even very personal about them as a person uh, and how they evolve. Would you say that like you're doing sell or do, do people come to you needing like sales one-on-one basics or are they, you know, uh, a graduate level course in sales? Like where, where do you fall in that spectrum or do you do it all? We do it all just because we want to serve more. Like we don't want to just be like, I, I'm just so growth minded. Like for me to just be like, Oh, we're stuck. I can't do that. But how do we get unstuck? We, I always, I never want to stay stuck. I feel like, uh, this, the sky's the limit. The industry is so, so ripe for change. And, and so we actually have like multiple products. We have a one-on-one -on -one product, which is like 3000 bucks. They can get in, get access. And then we have like a team product that's more robust. that doesn't have one-on-one -on -one support. That's, you know, a little bit more. And then we have like a, uh, a coursework with teams and with one-on-one -on -one support for more than that. And we have like an exclusivity, uh, realm where there's like exclusivity and some more, um, some like live event, private mastermind work that we do. That's even more expensive. So yeah, then we even have a free, a free mini course in our Facebook group too. You can go through and go through some training. So we're going from like a freemium all the way up to premier, uh, just because we want to see people, you know, receive the value and kind of meet them where they're at. I know as you're listening to this and you're doing a million and a half and it's your second year in business, you probably would be pretty scared to drop, you know, 50 grand with me, like in one swipe, you know, but uh, you may, may do that later knowing you'll get a return. So um, it might be better for you to just spend, you know, three to four to five to seven to eight and, uh, and get a ton of value and then just be on a journey with us. So we're definitely going to go in that route. Yeah. And wh where do you see, where do you see companies needing, um, the most help? Like when is it that they come to you? Is it, is it generally that, you know, a uh, contractor that's seen some success, maybe they're doing one to 2 million in sales and they're looking to grow to the next level, or are they coming to you when they've got a team of 20 and they're trying to figure out where they go next? Yeah. I'd say most commonly they have like, you know, four to seven people on their team. There's, there's a, a, a sales manager, who just got put in that role. So just starting to get serious about sales. Um, maybe they're just starting to, they want to grow into becoming more organized and accountable. I, I have some, but you know how, how few and far between the really high performing sales organizations actually are. So the majority of people we're working with are people who know they want help. There are some really high performing people that work with us that love our challenge and how we push them and they love our content. They just love our support. Um, but you know, our goal is to help a talented person who's growth minded become better themselves. Like we're not trying to become like the, the crutch that they rely on for the rest of their lives. And I think a lot of consultants, unfortunately, um, they do that because they need to get paid. So they make that person feel like they're irreplaceable. I want to be, I want them to say, man, that is so valuable. You just transform my life. And then if I bring something, it's because it's even more valuable, uh, later on, it helps them grow. 
So we like to help, we like to help companies who are already growth minded, who have a small team, they want to grow their team. They want to professionalize their sales force. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it, it ties in parallel to, to kind of our model here at Leapin. Like we don't want our customers to be dependent on us to make changes and, and stuff to their account. Like we want to empower them, uh, so that they're able to do for themselves and not be, not be relying on somebody else. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, one of the things I just want to expand upon on is vision because vision to me, I think is so important. I've, I've, I've got the book right above here, the vision driven leader. And, uh, I think, you know, being able to paint a clear vision is so important. How do you, how do you go about teaching that? Yeah. I help them by find helping them uncover why they are even doing this. Like what's their why, like what do they care about the most? Um, and if, uh, if we go deep enough, we'll find something that hits home in such a way that like, you could feel it in their soul, like from their soul, why this business exists. I want them to lead from the heart. You know, I want, I don't want them to just, you know, like, like everybody wants to feel connected to something bigger. So I, I really help them ask those deep questions and I help them, you know, cast that vision and paint a picture and how truly I say, look, your salespeople are there because what you are providing is a, is a vehicle for them to achieve their goals. Like this is what this is about. Like they're not just working for you and they should be happy doing everything you tell them to do. That's not connected. That's not authentic. That's not relational. And so what I do is I say, here, find out what you really care about, why you're even doing this. Like what makes you either tear up or tap dance to one of the, like what are those, those feelings that create such an ecstatic amount or a, a deep um deep uh, emotional amount of power that somebody can get behind. And when you do that and you find, and you help other salespeople see that this opportunity is a, is a chance for them to change their life or get to their goals, um, then they're following a leader who has a vision and that how they're a function of that vision and they're benefiting from that vision. That's important. Yeah. Uh, you, and you mentioned a couple other things like technology and processes. And uh, I get this question a lot and it comes up quite frequently where people look to technology as like uh, a holy grail, like it's going to change everything. And, you know, really what we try to let them know is like, you need, you, you need to get your processes in place first and then technology can help those scale and grow. Uh, you know, how do you address the two processes and technology and, and how do you see them, uh, you know, working in parallel? Yeah, it's like I, I, it's funny you say that comics. I think of the Jim Collins book, Good to Great, and how technology is an accelerator. And if you have bad processes or you're just a poor leader and you throw technology in there, it's just going to expose more of the problems that you have versus actually fix everything. So I think that if you know what you want to do and you know a problem you're solving for and you want to eliminate something or automate something, and you're committed to the use of technology. I think it's just a matter of geeking out on it for a little bit and putting it together. Um, and a lot of times people are winging it and their systems and processes are already are being built as the technology is integrated. And then they're like, oh, this doesn't match with my system that I had in mind. So I think it's a good idea to have a process in mind and know that the technology is going to be limited to some degree. It's not, no, no technology is perfect to support the ability to fulfill a process. Um, so I think that, uh, just the commitment of technology, whether it's CRM or, you know, it's the technology like Leap, you know, it's it's probably not going to fit the perfect standard that everybody has for everybody, but if you, you know, that you may have for yourself. But if you just commit to the use of it and using it for what it can do, 
good Lord. I mean, you're going to do better because of its ability to automate something that you, you know, would be doing manually. And then if you just find yourself wanting to make it better, then you can inspect and have experience implementing another piece of technology and just level it up uh, or talk to the, to the software company and see if they can make those changes for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan, what, uh, uh, I'd love to know, like, why, why do your clients choose to work with you? Like, what is it about what you do that, that they, uh, you know, keep coming back and have enabled you to, to grow like you are? Um, I don't know. I think that some people feel that we're, we're just a little different. Um, probably in some cases, very different. I think that we shine a bright light. Um, I think that they could tell that we really care. Um, I think that they like that our stuff's online and it's, it's affordable for them. Um, I also feel like they are connecting with the growth mindedness that we have and our sales approach is, is professional. It's industry specific, but it's also, you know, high level. Um, you know, I, I know it's me, I'm the CEO. It's my, I'm the founder of the business. I think some people just connect with, you know, my style more. Um, and some people connect with other people's style a lot more than mine. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I hope that people just ultimately feel like they're getting results and have great field of value. And that we're not here to BS anybody. <laughs> we're just here to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And I think that's, I think that's where we are. We try to do it in a fun way, though. Yeah, and I, I you know, I'm a part of I think uh, uh, at least one, maybe a couple of your uh, groups, and I see people post their wins, and uh, I love it. Like I love seeing, you know, the the value that people are getting and, and them celebrating, and everybody celebrates in those wins. So I think that's really cool and. I think there's, they're definitely seeing the value there. Uh, you know, you, you've been growing at a good, at a good pace and, you know, a lot of companies that, uh, we work with are also in that midst of trying to grow and scale. How do you go about, uh, building a great team? Like what are some of the things that you look for as you're, uh, growing? This is a great question. Cause I'm, I'm going through growing pains myself. I mean, if I'm yeah. being completely honest, like we've had team talent turnover and it's been, it's been interesting and fun. So, um, no, I'm not perfect at it. I wish I could admit that I've done a perfect job, but we, uh, this year has been a challenge, although we're growing, um, we're having to, to, to see who got us here, won't get us there. And so if you're a, a $1 million company, you want to get to five, you know, what, what got you here won't get you to five. And then who got you, who, who got you from five probably won't get you to 10. So you got to like, look around and see, um, are the people on the bus, the right people? Or are they not? Um, I think a lot of times I'll say this, there's a, there's a catch 22 to like having a lot of people I, I deal with recruit their friends and there's a, such a personal bond to that relationship that they, they ignore the business faults. And so, and then when you start wanting to put pressure on the business, on with them, it, it adds pressure and friction to the friendship. And then you're like, I don't want to lose my friend. So I'm not going to be as confrontational about this. And so a lot of us are dealing with that. And so what I would say is, you know, you gotta understand that business is, is really important. You want people fully connected to that and you want people to buy into your core values and you want people to buy into your vision. And there should be that oil in the machine, not just machine with no oil because it'll smoke. But dude, if you got oil on like, you know, a unicycle, because these people, you're just glancing over the fact that they're not very good and you're just still keeping them around just because you love them. You know, you're now a charity, you're, you're a charity, not a business. And you got to really start to get to your head around the fact that if I'm going to get to a hundred million dollars one day, 
dude, I need some serious freaking horsepower in this company. Like I need some incredible leaders. I need some people who are super sharp and super disciplined and represent us so well. And they have their own like incredible you know, power in their business that they can contribute. And if somebody isn't there, like I got to set them free because I'm going to, it's going to affect our relationship. I mean, I've had my brother work for me twice, you know, it's like, it's, I, I've been there. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'd say that like, you got to have your personal and like core value, spiritual, like vision, all that's got to be there, but equally and, and just as important, you got to have the competency to actually execute or else I'm telling you, you're going to be mad if you're trying to grow build a great team. And you got this buddy who just doesn't do their job. Like you don't want to be doing that. You'd rather be dealing with somebody who is connected to your vision, but does a great job. And you can rely on them because the business is relying on that person. Um, gosh, your clients, your, your employees are relying on those people. And you want people who want to be successful and grow like you are wanting to grow. I think that's, but if you want to chill and, and cruise and have like three social nights a week and, and all, that's fine. I think, you can have that. Um, and, uh, but if you're, you know, again, you can have that. You just may not grow very much because what you're asking people to do is do things that are hard because growing is hard and it takes uh, a lot of discipline and commitment. Yeah. Uh, those are wise words because I think a lot of people when they're starting off, you know, they may hire their brother or their friend or, or, you know, and that may help them initially, right. To, to do some of the, uh, uh, early stage stuff, but as you look to grow, it's important you're bringing on the right people with you. Um, Ryan, what, what are you, you got a lot going on. What are you most excited about? Yeah, I'm most excited about, um, the live events we're putting on consistently. Um, I'm most excited about partnering with industry platforms to collaborate with. Um, I'd say I'm, I'm really excited about, um, I'm really excited about adding more products to our client experience, man. That is so fun. Cause when we have somebody who's bought from us, they've gotten great results and we add a complimentary product that solves a different problem. It's so cool that we can do that. Um, and so I'd say that just, I'm excited about the vision of becoming a platform that is a reliable place that people can come and get real value uh, in a way that they can trust that brand. Cause I, I think that what I've done is I've worked really hard on my integrity and just the way I position myself in the marketplace and as a leader, as an example. And I think that people really like working with people that they can count on um, to provide great, great value and not do them wrong and things like that. So I'm, I'm really trying to, do the right thing consistently. And I think that I always look back and I never regret doing the right thing. Even when it's hard, it works out for everybody. And so to do that with like a group of other experts is super exciting, man. I, I think that sky's the limit to impact uh, a lot of businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we're, we're almost up on time here, but uh, you know, when you're not busting your butt up at three, 4 AM uh, working, you know, what do you like to do? I know you've got a beautiful family, uh, you've got beautiful scenery. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell the folks more about, you know, what, what do you like to do when you're not working? Yeah. So we, we live in Hawaii. So, uh, we moved here from South Florida a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, we like to hike. That's like good to great. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that is exactly right. Uh, yeah, we, 
we like to uh hike and surf um yeah we like to to i like to watch movies as a family and just kind of cuddle up on the couch and chill out uh i got into hunting a little bit there's a lot of axis deer so i want to get more into living off the land and so cooking up some deer burger venison burgers have been amazing stuff like that um you know, life is good. I like to connect um, with other people, you know, whether it's spiritual conversations or business. Um, I like to learn and grow, um, you know, spend time with the family. You know, it's a full time, it's full time to run a business and have a be married and have a great thriving marriage and then have uh, four kids. It's just nuts. So yeah. we're, we love it. It's super busy, super fun. Um, you know, and I just love watching these kids grow. They're just beautiful. So yeah, love doing it really fulfilling. It's a fulfilling, uh, fulfilling life for sure. Um, as we, uh, wrap up, I mean, is there any advice that you, that you haven't already shared, uh, that may be helpful for the people that are on that are, that are maybe struggling in sales or looking to grow, uh, looking to elevate their business or, uh, you know, looking to take that next step, um, to, uh, elevate what they're doing today. Look like being great at sales, is not a part-time job you know, it's a full-time, like it's a commitment to transforming yourself into somebody that many people want to buy from. And that's That requires discipline and, and, and uh, reinforcement of habits. It requires listening and caring, you know, talking to people like they're valuable human beings and like, and then selling and creating value in that moment. So they spend more to work with you and you're not giving work away. I mean, to really be great at sales, um, you have to commit to this as a, like a lifestyle. Like this is part of my identity is I'm somebody who brings value in my role of sales. And uh, so to be that, you got to be a person of value and to be a person of value, you have to do some deep inner work. So I would say, if you want to be great at sales, think of yourself as I'm on a, I'm on a project of transforming my life. And sales is one of the benchmarks of how, of how that's working. Like, am I bringing value? And it's, I love about business it provides direct feedback. Like there's either, there's either value coming in or not, you know? So I think yeah. that that's what I like to see people commit to is just, man, I want to be awesome at sales. I'm really all in on this thing and treat it like it's a profession. Treat it like it's, it's like a, an athlete or an artist or an actor or a performer, like be, be your best. And you're not going to win by just practicing, you know, one time, you know, you got to do it when, no one's in the stands and no one's in front of you and no one's watching. Like, who are you and no one's watching, you know, who are you and no one's, you know, and it's, you know, uh, on the weekends, you know, who are you in the morning? Who are you at lunch? Who are you on your appointments in between meetings? Um, I'm telling you what you do when no one's watching is what's going to come out. And if you want to be great, you got to do the hard stuff. You got to embrace the hard and transform yourself into a disciplined person of value and you're going to be amazingly wildly successful and fulfilled but if you don't you know just don't be a part-time job go do production you know go go do something else but if this industry is becoming better at sales the talent pool is increasing people are realizing you can do really well here it ain't the same league dude it's growing it's becoming more competitive i got some really talented people on my group calls these guys are like super sharp you know, like really focus people. And that's the environment that you're stepping into. So don't play, don't play part-time. Yeah. It's great advice. Uh, probably more than we, uh, 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 more than we could have asked for. So I appreciate that. Um, as we, as we wrap up, if people want to learn more, uh, about sales transformation group, how can they go about doing so? 
Yeah, you just go on our website, um, salestransformationgroup.com. You can check out our LinkedIn. You can find me on social. I'm pretty active on uh, Instagram. It's more personal with some business, Ryan underscore Groth. We have, uh, I got a sales-focused documentary that I made on our website. It's like a 16-minute movie you can watch. It's pretty cool. It's like a kind of pretty dramatic, fun movie. So you can check that out. Um, YouTube channel, you can check us out there. And yeah, I'm on Facebook. You could check out our group. Yeah, you could, you know what you could do? Go to the Facebook group, Sales Transformation Nation. So it's a mouthful, but you can check that out. And we have a free mini course as well. You could dive into that and um, get some of our product, our flagship product. We sliced out um, a phase of it and you can check it out and um, see if it's valuable to you. Awesome, Ryan. Well, hey, really appreciate the time today. And thanks for sharing all this with our listeners. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks, Tom. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leaptodigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.